This podcast contains coarse language, adult themes, and spoilers. My name's Peach, and for the past couple of years, I've been helping my friend Shag overcome his childhood aversions to everyday foods in the podcast Fussy Eater. Now it's his turn to help me conquer my phobia of scary movies over one spooky night in the FBI studios, one Wikipedia synopsis at a time. This is Spooko. So we're going to kick things off with an apology, right? Oh, no, no. Firstly, I'm sorry to you, Shag, to have to do an apology because I feel like you know, if you're speaking on a podcast, you're meant to come from a position of authority and everyone's like, oh, people respect people who fuck up and acknowledge it. And I'm not really sure that's true. Like I probably more respect people who think carefully and are just correct at the start. But we can test the theory. Right? We've described this podcast as a narco-syndicalist before. Okay, and I thought it was worth just just checking that my memory of having used that phrase 15 years ago is pretty spot on, right? And I only entered this, my home office, in a house that has a number of bedrooms that, while is subject to a, to a loan that's secured by a mortgage, um, I have some equity in, right? So I'm in the spare room. Uh, and I waited until the cleaner that we have assist us had completed her work in uh, in this home office I have. So privilege upon privilege upon privilege, right? Shag, you are obviously off-site in one of the more beautiful parts of Australia, which means probably one of the more beautiful parts in the world. And I just realised that if, we, if you and I walked down the anarcho-syndicalist <laughs> road too much further... <laughs> Things might not end precisely the way we'd hoped. So, anarcho-syndicalism is 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 what it sounds like, right? It's sort of an anarchy-inflected um, syndicalist movement. So, sort of arising from loosely the um, union movement, the labour movement, and basically it regards all wages as wage slavery. And what we want to do is we want to centralise everything because property is bad and anarchy is good. Now, I actually probably like property a bit more than your average anarcho-syndicalist. <laughs> <laughs> so my apology or retraction is probably to describe us as a little bit more of a socialist-inflected podcast. So I consider us a patriarchy-smashing socialist podcast, and I think I need to apologize for and retract our description of it as an anarcho-syndicalist podcast because this podcast is about stuff I'm scared of, Right. <laughs> And I think I'd be fairly scared of anarchy. I don't think I'd be into it. Everyone's like, yeah, man, we trade gold bars and there'd be, you know, no shitty roads that the government built. And I'm like, I like roads. <laughs> I like health standards. I like, you know, that there are strategies in place to help prevent the spread of disease. Um, I like that there's public health. You know, there's a lot I like about the government. And so burning it to the ground actually is probably not my number one plan. So farewell, apologies, anarcho-syndicalism, goodbye. Socialism, speaking strictly, what's up? We're going to smash the patriarchy. We are going to advance the labor movement. Well, look, I would counter that by saying that, you know, we've chatted about this before and we've Mm. said that, you know, 
the day the revolution comes, like we will absolutely be up against the Game wall, over. you know, heads on the guillotine. <laughs> and I yep. guess that's fair enough because, you know, we're self-aware enough to be like, cool. Yeah. Yeah. We deserve that. Yeah. They should have some cake. They really should. <laughs> <laughs> Let them have some. You know, and, and the other thing that I think we're very pro, and I think this is mm. probably the most practical way that, you know, we want to help the world is like, we're very pro tax. And we're very pro giving back to society. And we're very pro to not cutting tax, but in fact, lengthening and extending tax, you know, especially for those earning more and making sure that the more you earn, the more you're taxed. Yeah, look, um, there's this great tweet from a sort of sibling podcast of ours by by The Meeting Tree, and I call them a sibling podcast because we've actually been shouted out on it, but I know you don't listen to podcasts, so <laughs> you wouldn't know. But um, Joy, <laughs> Joyride, one of the hosts, um, has a reasonably successful and s- slightly viral-ish tweet recently that's like, yeah, yeah, but what about a maximum wage? And it's like, yeah, okay, cool. Like, I'm down, so we're the maximum wage supporting podcast. Podcast. Shag, how are you? I note that my invite to Clubhouse, you still haven't accepted it, which means that all these people who are asking me for a Clubhouse invite, I'm like, no, sorry, there's still one pending. No Pitch, Pitch, 100%. I am going I am going to join the next thing in social media ASAP and we're going to have a Spooko presence. And alongside our Insta and our TikTok, it'll be another yes. way to reach Spooko besides obviously listening to the episodes we put out once a week. You're big on data. You're big on figures, Shag, I know. So I just thought I'd hit you with an update on the Spooko TikTok. Um, all right. And we'll just, by, by comparison, the most recent um, Coffee in a Case Note TikToks have 2,200 views, 1,700 views, and 2,100 views. Uh, and let's go to Spooko. The, the three most recent TikToks, uh, three views, two views, and five views. <laughs> so <laughs> if, <laughs> if anyone's inclined to head to underscore Spooko <laughs> underscore. <laughs> on tiktok to see if we can get to some double figures around there that'd be that'd be pretty sick one of them's a really good one one of them i'm duetting with my law tiktok account (laughs) being like what a fucking idiot and i feel like it's quite fun you know like i'm like blah 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 look at this idiot law guy talking well speaking of our socials um i want to head to our insta now where we often ask for people to give feedback or ideas Mm. and uh and they often do it's nice well totally and you know and one of the people kelly always gives amazing thoughts and has really stepped up their game recently because has i think not only solved what kinder's about but has solved what the entire trilogy of films that you debuted oh. either last episode or the episode before, maybe the episode before, you talked about how Spooko so. Studios, when we eventually do start writing our own films, you want to mm. create this trilogy all based on English words that are actually from other languages. And so taking part of those words out to create titles that are a little bit spooky, a bit mysterious. I believe the films are, we've got Kinder, we've got Doppel and we've got Chardon, uh, which I think are all, you know, already I want to watch this trilogy. I, I just have a whisper hearing them of whether they're a tiny bit culturally insensitive. Like they actually now sound a tiny bit like a Saturday Night Live sketch where that guy who wears a light dark beard puts on a German accent and pretends to be German. And I'm like, well, actually, I think if we were like Schadenfreude be- or something, yeah, maybe. Mm. But I think the fact Are they all that- said in Austria. <laughs> One should be said in Austria. That's a strange. Part. Yes. 
Yeah, uh, cool, like cool, cool. We, we do. And I, like, I look at where we listen and we have listeners all around the world, but, uh, mate, if, there's someone, to our Austrian if, buddies. if there is someone <laughs> listening in Austria, shout us out. I want to know more about Austria. Is it just Germany? I'm like, I'm confused. <laughs> like, I am confused by how Austria sits in the world. Shag, like again, to prove we don't lie on this podcast and you genuinely do not listen. Like you and I have spoken about my experiences in Austria <laughs> oh, on this right. podcast. So, we have. We have. <laughs> so when Shag says he doesn't listen, he really doesn't. So you know a lot more about the Spooko universe than Shag does, but good on you, Gooey. It's awesome. All right. Well, it's look, like you come to podcasting with fresh eyes as I do to horror films. Well, look, what we did ask, you know, for anybody's opinions on how mm. we could, you know, develop these films. This is what Kelly came back with. This is a, an extremely long Insta comment. And whenever I see one of these on our Spooko pages, I have two sort of gut reactions. One of them is like, Oh, sick. Someone's engaging. But at the back of my mind is like, oh, fuck, what did we do? This is a massive complaint. <laughs> Luckily, this is really good engagement from Kelly. So let me explain this. So what if Kinder's evil twist was teaching the kids to be in a cult, which is the beginning of a teaching system where they eventually participate in a doppel program where people are trained to take over someone else's identity a la Possessor? Maybe uh. the Kinder program collects kids to be doppels or be doppled. I'm trying to imagine how this program is funded because, like, there would have to be some weird money stuff to make the motives plausible. Maybe Kinder involves two competing kindergartens, each backed by a set of powerful people. Then Doppler is about a young Doppler taking on their doppled mark and being conflicted and weirded and stuff. The stress of a double life. Then in Chardon, we see them come fully into their own as a powerful person, using their position to, shall we say, topple the doppel. Oh my gosh! How good is that? Kelly! And in fairness, they submitted that comment back when we were anarcho syndicalist and <laughs> property didn't exist. So, Kelly, <laughs> that's really generous of you. Just <laughs> That's amazing. Isn't that it feels amazing? like Maze Runner. It feels like the Maze Runner. So, we'd have to have some brutality in there yeah. to make it. Like, we just do exactly that, throw in some jump scares and brutality. That's brilliant. Now, now Peach, Peach, we are ideating. So, that's not the finished script. That's just That's adding right. some amazing no ideas. in an idea, Kelly. So, okay. so yeah, yeah, we'll take that. Thank you. <laughs> so, so we want to build on that, and I'm really excited about that. But mm. I do know you've got places to be, and I'm also in a very echoey room down the coast. So, not me, man. Um, <laughs> I'm just chilling out. <laughs> what I do want to build on with that is, though, is you know when I heard about that, I was like. You brought up this idea of doppelgangers because you thought it was, you know, a key fear of yours that you would totally relate to. So Ugh. what I wanted to do today for today's film is a horror doppelganger film. And it's it's a smaller subgenre of the horror, you know, genre, but there are quite a few of them. And I started going to like a bunch of lists of people's favorites. And one film that kept coming up that I'd never actually seen, so I ended up seeing on Tuesday Night with Adele, was a 2018 film that's on Netflix. So it's a, like a Netflix horror film, which sometimes I'm a bit like, bah, bah. but I, in this case, was <laughs> genuinely affecting, quite chilling, and really different to films we've done before on Spooko. I'm quite excited about this. Today, we're doing the 2018 doppelganger techno horror film called Can. Oh. I slit my throat last night. Holy shit. 
shit. What are you looking at? Nothing. She's texting a boy. Alice, I'm gonna tell her. My rank needs to be better. I'm like this close to breaking top 50. I can taste it. Customer support, how can I help you? Hi, I'm locked out of my account and I think you guys are just replaying an old show or something. I don't think that's possible. We can't do that. Okay, well, does it say my channel is live? Yes, ma'am. That person is not me. She looks exactly like you. Weird. Who is she? Unexpected things happen to test us. It isn't safe. What is it? I've watched enough to guess who it'll choose. But I don't know what it is. You stole my face and now I'm going to get it back. You stole my face and now I'm going to get it back. Next one down is the creepiest Netflix movies you should never watch alone. And I nearly started watching that as well. Oh, man. This, <laughs> this podcast is ruining my life. Shaq, that was... Oh, there was lots of blood. There was lots of blood in there. And identity theft. There's, there's, <laughs> there's, you know, it is like that classic duo of things you don't enjoy, which is identity theft and blood. In fact, there's a scene at the start where... Oh, in fact, there's a scene at the start and a scene at the end and we'll get to both of them where when I was watching it and thinking about explaining it to you and thinking about your vasovagal uh, reaction. Yeah, the vasovagal convulsive syncope. Yep, yep. There's there's one particular (coughs) scene, especially at the end, where this is probably not a film you should see straight away and maybe work your way up to. But (laughs) I I think there's there's a few things I probably need to explain about this film before we get straight into it so first of all you're quite an innocent guy and it's one of the things i think we all like about you but you're aware of the you're aware of the phenomenon of you know cam girls and the live yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. This, yeah, right. this is where I go live and I take requests, don't I? Yeah, yeah. And there's, there's many... There's sexy many, young dude or a yeah. sexy... Yeah, yeah. And there's many different permutations of it. Probably the most famous, mm. and it's not exactly cam girling, is OnlyFans, which as someone who works in digital marketing, my mind mm. was like, oh, they must have had a really good year last year in 2020 when everyone was at home. And I did a little bit of research and yes, so OnlyFans, which is a site where you can basically, you know, give people behind the scenes content of your life mostly it's sort of homegrown amateur pornography and erotica. Okay. Although there are outliers like DJ Khaled has an OnlyFans where he just shows you what it's like to be DJ Khaled. <laughs> and he also and he shares... He's a ge- <laughs> like, is he an actual genius? Like, is he, he is, actually a genius? He is, he is because, like, he releases albums that he's done nothing on. <laughs> and, like, he actually does nothing. And, like, he knows it. He's not going to be like, oh, I did heaps. He's like, no, no, I just say DJ Khaled on it. And he has like the biggest stars on the world in it. But yeah, so so like I said, so but they only- respect him as well. They're like, what do you need from me, DJ Khaled? Like I just I just don't get it. It's, it's amazing. It's- so- so he has he's an OnlyFans and he's probably yep. one of the reasons why OnlyFans went from something like 7 million active users at the start mm. of 2020 and ended up with about mm. 85 million active users. <laughs> There's yeah. a really interesting stat that happened on the day that Beyonce and Megan Thee Stallion released their Savage remix where mm. Beyonce in her first or second verse name checks OnlyFans. That day of release, their traffic rose 15%. 
purely oh, because sick. she just mentioned it. It's a, anyway, sick. so they, you know, it's a thing that's very much happening at the moment. You know, it's like mm. it's like the Ubers and the deliveries of the world, even though we now know that they're probably not as amazing as we thought they were going to be in terms of <laughs> workers' rights. It is about democratizing yes. like a system. And in yep. this case, it's like anyone can go on, do shows and make money based on their own agency. I don't want to get too distracted, but, but wouldn't like amateur sports leagues and stuff be doing this? Like, isn't this a great way for people to like fund Bush Rugby League or something like that? I could sort of imagine, like, I'd love to see what touch football is being played in the Northern Territory and I'd happily... Yeah, I, I, yeah. Sorry, sorry to get sidetracked. It's a great thought. It's a great thought, mm. and uh, you know, it, it's it's whether yes, you might be, it's, and it, it's just about whether you can get the volume of it. Because even now, yeah. with these sort of things, like, and you know, the stories now say that on OnlyFans there are so many creators now that it's not a guarantee to make money. It's like you have to really work hard, and you're an influencer yourself, right? You do coffee the case though. <laughs> like I see, you know, and I love you on LinkedIn, and you see how hard it is to get that engagement and keep that engagement, right? You're doing work all the time on your on, LinkedIn on your is a profile. piece of piss though. I've got to say, LinkedIn, <laughs> all you have to do is say like gently controversial things that your like marginally older cousin would go. So like the other day I'm like, I find F asterisk CK more offensive than saying fuck. And people were like, oh, no, you did, Peach. You're crazy. You did it. Oh, my God. You know, just like watery trash like that. And, yeah, like there's like LinkedIn. It's just where everyone goes to expect boring things. So if you do something a tiny, tiny bit, like not extremely boring, people are like, oh, Peach, you're, you're, the, you're the best. So anyway, so going so going back to that, mm. you know, this is uh, this film is absolutely about the rise of big, you know, even though it was made 2017, 2018, it's very relevant now showing the sort of rise of the cam girl. Mm. It's also very much about the competition you have as an influencer, which is why I bring that up and which will come into the story. Um, yeah, and okay. it's quite a crucial theme in the story. But what I think is also interesting about this and once mm. again shows why horror films are just the fucking best is mm. this was written by a woman named Issa Mazay, who was a former cam girl. And initially she wanted to make a documentary about cam girling, but she found that whenever she tried to explain it to people, they still didn't get it. And she realized the best medium for it to tell the story and to explain what it's about was in a horror film. And what I think is so cool about this is a lot of her experiences as a cam girl come out through this horror film, which I think is so clever. And, and you know, harkens back to something like Get Out, which was such a clever way to talk about how basically white culture appropriates black American culture in a very sort of patronizing way without realizing it. This, this, this again comes back to your point about the strength, the, the, the massive strength of the horror genre where it is where you can tell the most original stories. And this brings me to my next, um, like, I don't want to get too sidetracked as well, but I've got another idea for a Spooko Studios film that comes from this of, like, just 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 use your profession and be like, no, oh, this guy's a creative director. Like, he's a classic horror character. Like, it can be your one. But, like, in law, what I keep bumping into is heart heartbroken um, widows who, in administering their husband's estate find that despite the fact they had a veneer of extreme wealth, sometimes up to the hundreds of millions of dollars, the financial trickery through it 
actually means that the wife, in trying to administer the estate, may end up administering an insolvent estate and may end up herself, and I say herself d- deliberately because it's always been um, uh, cisgendered, um, heteronormative relationships, um, bankrupt on the other side of it. And so the, the decades and decades of marriage that have been enjoyed together are in the absence of the dead husband sort of snatched away. And so the question is, well, okay, you were essentially deceiving me the entire time in order for you to enjoy your fucking holidays or clothes or houses, and now you've left me to clean up the rubble. Does that mean the life I led was a fucking lie? And I think once we once we knock a look, Kelly, they'll just smash the 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 trilogy out of the park, and Shag, you and I can get to work on coffee in a case note, Colin, the movie, <laughs> or <laughs> disappointed spouses when their spouse dies. That's the working title. I love that. I am so excited by this premise. Oh my god! But that is mm. also heartbreaking. And you're saying mm. that's something that happens semi regularly. Occasionally, so twice in 2020 to me, like not to get too technical, like my job is literal corporate law. It doesn't mean I'm on suits being like, yo, dudes, let's list some shit on the stock market and buy, 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 sell, sell, sell. It means literal corporations. Sometimes those literal corporations run small or medium-sized businesses. Sometimes they're used by wealthy families to hold assets in certain ways. And you know that cliche of the mind map with... Tom McMullen PTY Limited owns all the shares in Shag Holdings PTY Limited, and that's incorporated in Barbados, and it's actually the trustee of a unit trust, and that trust has issued 200 units, and the holders of those units are Peach PTY Limited and Spooko PTY Limited, and their trustees are the fam of my family trust and your family trust. It's a discretionary trust. The beneficiaries are bang, 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 bang. That's what I do. And so unpicking those relationships often leads to... Coffee in a case note, Colin, the movie. Part one, uh, the disappointed spouse type scenarios. So to bring it full story back to the fact that, mm. you know, in our Can, heart, yes. <laughs> in our heart, we're an anarcho-syndicalist podcast, but we're also mm. a patriarchy-smashing socialist podcast. Yes. How many of the typical rich assholes you see driving around Castle Crag, driving around Mossman, you know, whatever the Mm. hyper-wealthy suburbs in Sydney, how many of them Mm. are really living in a financial house of cards? Well, they're all slow to pay their bills. Um, But what's funny is they're all fast to pay the early small ones. And then when the large ones come, when things are getting pretty serious, they're like, ooh, I've got a lot going on. I'm in Barbados. So (laughs) we'll sort that that out later. (laughs) I'm going to make up somewhere between 5 and 20%. I'm just going to make that up and throw it out. Because um, I've got a lot of financial advisor mates who sort of refer to things just being a complete surface. So, like, there's an alternate universe, you and me, who wears Rolexes and buys Yeezys and uh, lives in a two-bedroom apartment in Bondi. And they're like, yeah, those people exist. And it is just, just a terrifying game of juggling fucking credit cards and first tier, second tier, third tier lending, notwithstanding the substantial income that they might generate in their day in their day job. So yeah, the horror movie um, podcast about <laughs> me being scared of horror movie is Cam. What's going on? All right. <laughs> yes. Apologies. Alice Ackerman is uh, the main character in this film, played by Madeline Brewer. Honestly, her performance is worth watching this film alone. So if so, Pete, I actually don't think you should watch this film for the blood. But 
if, if, if you're listening to Spooko and mm. you're starting to think, oh, I want to watch some of these films, this is a mm. film you should totally watch. I think her performance is incredible and it makes the whole film so tense and also goes for 90 minutes. The perfect length yes. for a horror yes, film. Yes, yes, So, okay, so Alice Ackerman works as a cam girl on a fictional website called Free Girls Live or FGL, as we'll refer to it during this uh, synopsis, mm. broadcasting sexually promiscuous live shows. Now, her live shows are, are, like, are often sort of semi-innocent, like not innocent, but it might be her in a kid's pool in a bikini talking to her fans. Or it might be her yeah, okay. on like date night wearing lingerie, eating like a steak suggestively. And while her fans watch mm. and tip her and she responds to them live as, as they sort of go. Yeah, okay. so, so she performs from a studio she set up in her home and a home that we understand that she's acquired through the, the money she's made as a cam girl. Uh, um, yes. And she, she performs under the name Lola Lola. She's obsessed with her rank on the site, like I was talking before. Mm. You know, it really is about your standing. Hoping mm. to be the number one spot, a spot currently held by a cam girl named Baby Girl. Her mother mm. is... Un- and when they talk about Baby Girl, they're always like, oh my God, no, she's in another league. Like, you, you, yeah, nobody okay. can do what Baby Girl does. This is how lawyers talk about me, actually, genuinely. <laughs> genuinely. It's the funniest fucking thing. <laughs> Honestly, like, if you haven't explored Peach's, like, other side of him like outside of being a podcast host or coffee in a case note peach is like a genuine linkedin influencer it's amazing and seeing it's like the the people thing. responding to you being like oh james oh i completely agree with this like <laughs> it's amazing i love it all right that's uh, good fun but baby girl she's in a league of her own sorry so her younger brother jordan knows about alice's job and has agreed to keep it secret from her mom who runs a runs a salon Yep. But Jordan's like, look, I'll keep it a secret. I'm happy, you know, to keep your secret, but I think you've got to tell mom one day. And she promises that she will. Mm. Now, the whole first scene of the film, which goes for about 15 minutes, is one live show where she's working up to do to do something with like a vibrator or a dildo or something. So it's like mm. it's working up to do something sexually explicit. And there's there's like a feeling when you're watching it, feeling a bit like, oh my god, am I like, am I gonna watch something? Like, is this like, is this Netflix film gonna go like mm. quite far? Uh, but then she starts getting like pretty evil messages from an, an anonymous person. So she oh, has comments these, flowing in. Yeah, down so the bottom, there's comments yeah, flowing yeah. through, and she knows a lot of the people. She has, she knows someone called Tinker. She knows someone called Arnold, and she's like responding to them, and she's like, Tinker, how dare you? Sort of thing, right? But then this yeah, visitor so- comes in, and it's like how about you get a knife out? And she's like, what are you uh, talking about? And he's like, I want you to cut yourself. And then she's like, oh yeah, you want me to cut myself? You want me to do it? And she lifts a knife to her neck and she's like, you want me to do it? And all of these comments are like flying through and people are like, no, don't. But then other people are like, yeah, fucking do it. Go for it, go for it. Cut yourself, cut yourself. And so she eventually just slits her throat. Blood goes everywhere. She falls back. And then she gets back up, reveals that it was like a blood pack on her neck. The whole thing was an inside show. She's like, fuck you guys, done. Ends the show. And she reveals that it was just a thing she planned to do as like, what can I do to get people watching? Because, you know, all through the time, she's like, people love watching weird shit. So she's like, okay, well, what if I do a suicide live on stream? And then it works. Oh, my God. And it bumps up her, like, you know, she gets, I think she gets up to like 57 or 51 or something. She does like really well on this live stream based on that. And she's like, (sighs) 
So like I said before, she has a bunch of loyal viewers and I mentioned two of them. They're probably the most loyal. Barney, who is a bit of a like fortune maker because he tips a lot of money to girls and like multiple mm. girls. And there's also Tinker, who's clearly obsessed with her. Now, she soon learns that Barney will be in her area next week and she agrees to uh, meet up for a date. But meanwhile, while she goes out shopping, because you see her outside of her life where she's just like a normal woman, uh, Mm. she's in a store and she recognizes Tinker, just sort of stare at her and she's like, oh, fuck, he's moved to my area. And it's it's just a moment of, you know, the professional and the personal boundaries blurring in a way that I think would be tough in this community. And Mm. I think it's one of the points she wants to make through this film. So during her next show, Alice finally reaches the top 50, but her rank quickly drops due to a rival cam girl known as Princess X, who is on another show being like, if you leave Lola's show, I'll do some like crazy shit. So people start leaving her and she loses her rank and she gets really pissed off. Oh, God. Okay. So, so she decides to then do a joint show, you know, with another cam girl called Fox, uh, which brings her rank up to 47. Now, at this point, we still haven't seen any of the horror notion of it, right? Like, except for that opening scene, which felt like it was going to be a horror film, was just sort of like a bit of a fake out. So the following morning, Alice is just hanging out, enjoying like, you know, the fruits of her spoils. Like at one point, we see her buying a $5,000 couch, which, you know, Peach, even though you are a massive sellout (laughs) to the anarcho-syndicalist cause, I'm pretty sure you've never been in the position to buy a $5,000 couch. Never. Um, like, yeah, like we can go into it, but like <laughs> couches are like mattresses where like you go in and you're like, hey, it, like tell us about this couch. Like, oh, it's 70% off. And you're like, yeah, okay, cool. This one. They're like, yeah, that one's 60% off. And it's like, cool. But no, I, I just buy what targeted ads tell me to buy. Like Nick, Nick, Nick and Alex slept on our koala sofa bed couch. So koala, you're welcome. Um, there's just a bit of a free free ad. They said it was real comfy. So what's up? I also, I also balk. I, like I'm such, like, you know, because I'm, you know, I'm, I'm quite an old man now. I still mm. balk on making massive purchases online. There's something oh, like about... I might steal my data, yeah. <laughs> but it's not even that. There's just something so impersonal about dropping 5K in a like Whoa. online shopping window. And then it's like, and then, you know, having the loading screen. Do you go around and then, dropping 5K? No, I, I'm, 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 I'm saying what happened in this film. Is oh, okay, what this film. Like she's just shopping on a phone and she just buys a $5,000 couch. Yeah, I I nearly bought a pair of sneakers that were like hundred and ninety dollars, and I was like, no, nah, I can't, I can't <laughs> rationalize this. <laughs> so she's the next morning. She's just in her room, just hanging out, enjoying this house that she's bought with her earnings, and she notices that her FGL account uh, of Lola is currently online, and she's like, what the fuck. So she logs into a spare account to watch the screen to find that the channel has been taken over by someone with her exact appearance and mannerisms and, like, is basically her just doing a show. Now, even the studio that she's in is an exact replica of hers. And she goes down to her studio and there's all these amazing sort of lingering slow zoom shots into, like, the you know, through the house to the studio Mm. and she goes in and there's no one in there. But then she tunes back in and she can see that this Lola is in a studio that's basically hers doing a show using her account. Yeah, okay. So she tries to log in, but she can't because it's like this account is already being used. And so she calls customer service and that's that that moment in the the trailer 
where it's like even, you know, being a cam girl, customer service is still super impersonal and super hyper polite where it's like, I'm sorry, we've seen that, you know, know, we'll elevate this complaint to tier two, but there's nothing they can do about it. And so she starts to get really freaked out and really paranoid. And basically they're like, what you're saying is impossible. And she's like, am I calling you right now? And they're like, yes. And she's like, well, clearly it's not possible. Anyway, so when Alice responds to the channel, the Lola on screen responds to her and addresses her directly, proving that the stream is in fact live. Alice starts confiding in fellow cam girls of the situation and accuses Princess X, who tried to steal her followers, of being the one responsible for it. But Princess swears her innocence. So I think they've done a really good job of setting up... Responsible for what? Like, she can't even... She's like, fucking, it is me. Yeah. Yeah, okay. They do a good job at the start of setting up a lot of potential antagonists. Yeah, You know, there's there's creepy Tinker who's moved to her town. There's Mm. Princess X trying to steal her stuff. And there's just this weird, you know, impossible thing happening that's absolutely happening. I do love a whodunit, like a sort of a slightly hitch. Like I think I'm stealing Hitchcockian from the trailer. Like I, I do, I do enjoy a whodunit. Now Alice continues to try and access her FGL account as well as create a new one, but all her attempts fail because you know when she tries to access, it says someone else is using it. When she tries to create a new one, it says somebody's already using that identity to create something. So she just keeps hitting dead end at dead end. Now, later on, she attends her brother, Jordan. Remember her brother who knows about it, birthday party. And at this point, somehow, her brother's friends know what she's doing. And they start sharing around the the video and start sort of like sniggering and laughing when she comes past. And again, it's like, it does a really good job of bringing that idea of like, people can shame the person doing it, but no one shames Mm. the people watching it. Which yep. is, you know, it, it's there's a really good Ockerville River song about it, basically. But just this idea that it's like to make porn is evil, but to watch it is almost completely acceptable. Yeah, you made it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, anyway, anyway. So mm. a fight breaks out between Jordan and his friends, and mm. one of his friends reveals to the mum what she's doing. And mm. the mum is basically like, doesn't want to hear it. She's like, we are having a birthday party. I don't want to talk about this now. Um, Alice then leaves out of just like humiliation and anger Mm. and just the paranoia of everything that's happening. That night, the fake Lola hosts a show in which she stages her own suicide by shooting herself in the mouth. And again, it's like pretty real and pretty (laughs) fucked up, right? And the, the, the escalation to it is so chilling and so creepy. And even though we we kind of know because we saw, you know, the knife one at the start that, you know, it's going to be fake, just the building up to it being like, oh, look what I found. I've got this gun. Who wants to tip me 10,000 to load it? And then someone does. And it's like, oh, who wants to tip me 50,000 to put it in my mouth? And then they do it. And then, you know what? It just, it just keeps going up. And it's completely... And meanwhile, the real Lola is just watching this, just being like, Holy shit, I can't, I can't, I can't deal with this. Who is this person? Why is this happening? And what is happening? So this causes Alice to have a panic attack and she contacts the police who are largely unhelpful and really fucking sleazy. And again, going back to Isa Mazay's explanation of writing this film, she wrote these police interactions about the interactions that she says that sex workers usually have with police, which which is generally quite suspicious and creepy and almost like making you not want to call them and just having to feel like you have to fend for yourself. 
So when the fake Lola announces an upcoming joint show with Baby Girl, remember who's number one, Alice mm. unsuccessfully attempts to get in contact with Baby, though she grows suspicious when Baby uses the same phrases in her stream that the fake Lola did. So there's a moment where she watches mm. a Baby Girl stream and she then goes back to the like you know an archive stream of the fake Lola and realizes mm. that they use the exact same phrasing to describe how they'd call a fireman over. Not that they're the fire, just so they could see a sexy fireman. So anyway, she has a date with Barney where she cleverly manages to get him to reveal Baby's hometown. And it is like a really good whodunit moment where Barney's met Baby before, so he slowly starts to like tease out information. And once she feels like she has enough, she excuses herself to go to the bathroom to further investigate on the phone. At this point, she finds out Baby died in a car crash six months ago. But this fake Lola is about to do a show with baby girl anyway while this is happening barney gets a notification on his phone to be like lola's doing a live show and he's like hang the fuck on because i'm here on a date with lola he goes on sees lola on the phone goes into the bathroom to basically be like what the fuck and then it gets kind of creepy and tries to drag her out of the bathroom to you know potentially assault her but uh lola escapes manages to get in her car and is like, I need to find out what the fuck is going on with Baby. So she uses the information provided by Barney to find Baby's real name, which is Hannah Darren, and discovers that the real Hannah had passed away in a car crash six months prior, meaning that she has been replaced by a doppelganger as well. She searches for other cam girls that she she assumes to be doppelgangers and notices that each of the fake girls have Tinker as their top friend. She seeks him out at a motel he mentioned he was staying at earlier, tearfully begging for his help. He offers to let her stay the night at his motel in a very creepy way. Alice wakes up in the middle of the night to find Tinker in the bathroom, jerking off while in a private camp session with the fake Lola. An enraged Alice demands answers from Tinker, who reveals that he knows about the replicas, but insists that he's not behind them. Alice then talks to the fake Lola. So so Lola's having like a private chat with Tinker, and she's like, are you Tinker's girlfriend? And she's like how the, like we are the same person and she's like no silly i'm lola sort of thing right so at this yeah. point she realizes that this fake lola doesn't even know who she is and doesn't even know what she looks oh like God. she angrily leaves ignoring tinker's pleas with her to stay so then we get to the den- the denouement mm. um alice goes home and sets up her vanity mirror camera and a television in position that creates an illusion showing multiples of her so basically anybody who's on uh, like who, like anytime she does like a camera to camera like stream with the fake mm. Lola, she'll be able to see the fake Lola behind her as well as her. So she'll be able to see the two right next to each other. She joins a private camp session with the fake Lola who once again doesn't recognize her and suggests they go live together. The fake Lola enthusiastically agrees and viewers chalk up the two Lola's suspect. So, so at this point she's like, let's make this public. Let's make everybody see this session we're having together. And people are watching and they're like, what the fuck, two Lolas? I don't understand what's going on. So Alice challenges Lola to a game. They must imitate each other. Whoever the viewers thinks does the best wins. If Alice wins, she gets to ask anything of Lola. So basically, Alice challenges her to Mm. copy her movements. And she does this thing where, and this is the point where just brace yourself. She's like, do exactly Uh. what I do. And she slams her head on the ground and lifts her head up and... The effects are so awful. She's broken her nose to the point where her nose has kind of half come off. And so 
so so so the nose is sort of half off. There's mm. blood everywhere, but mm-hmm. like I said, it's like in the way that the skull doesn't have a nose, you mm. just sort of see the most of the nose sort of in the wrong position and you see the space where it should join. And it's it's so hard to look at. And obviously the fake Lola tries to do that, but she can't. And everyone's like, no, 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 no. Alice wins. Alice is the winner in this. And so Alice is like, you have to give me your password. And the fake Lola's like, I don't know. And everyone's like, no, 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 you agreed, you agreed. So the fake Lola gives her a password. Alice immediately logs on and cancels the account, shutting it down, just as the doppelganger was about to reach number one. So sometime later, she's with her mum and, yes. you know, her mum is like dressing her nose to make it look better and she puts on a wig and she's like, she just basically says to her mum who is now on board with it because there's a, there's a scene earlier on where she confronts the mum again. The mum's like, you know what, I actually watched some of your shows and I think you're really good. And I'm like, I'm not like ashamed. It's like, you do what you need to do. Oh, um, nice. So... At the end, she's like, they're going to keep trying to copy me and I'm going to keep creating new accounts till I'm number one. And it ends with her creating a new account, a new look, a new wig, and she logs on and she starts a new cam show and that's the end of cam, right? And Sick. Re- like reading interviews with Isa Mazay, she talks about how initially she wanted to go into depth of explain what this doppelganger is and you go to this server room and basically... It was this kind of AI that was creating just basically virtual versions of people that it saw online and was just endlessly replicating them, right? Almost like a Black Mirror episode. But then later on, she was like, I took that out because I kind of like the idea of just leaving it up in the air. And, yep. and in the end of the day, the, the whodunit is really exciting about it. But what her goal was, was to give an understanding of what it's like being a cam girl, which the movie does very effectively. But anyway, Peach... Cam, what did you think? I, I think it sounded amazing. It sounded very bloody, um, so I should never watch it or I'll faint. But it sounded pretty amazing, Gooey. Firstly, gripping. Secondly, I think you empathise with your protagonist. Like, I think I think we are following along with the journey and, like, holding on tight to the, you know, to the handles as we go. Again, to do, like, a good immersive mystery in 90 minutes, it, it's just really good. It's just it's just a smart thing. Long films are lazy. Like, Shake, what's that line? You must use it in copywriting all the time of, like, hey, I would have written you a shorter letter, but I didn't have time or, or, or whatever that. Like, <laughs> I've whatever never that, heard like, that. That's fantastic. Yeah, like, and, and lawyer, lawyers try to use that a lot of, like, yeah, fucking congratulations, here's 15 pages. This, no, this is why I've got such a great following on uh, hashtag OzLawTalk, hashtag LegalTikTok, hashtag LawTalk, because it's fucking hard. It's hard to do something in a, like in a short space of time. And, and the complexity of the idea that's been conveyed and sort of the thrill even of me of being like, oh, man, I can't believe it's Tinker, you, you, you know, following along. Oh, I'm, I'm very impressed. I'm very impressed. And my final question I have to ask, mm. because, you know, building on, you know, Kelly's spec script that she mm. submitted for the trilogy, has it mm. given you some ideas on how to bring the doppelganger fear to life in our trilogy? Uh, only lazy ones where I'm like, oh, sick, we don't have to explain why. <laughs> so that's awesome. <laughs> oh, that's all. <laughs> that's a mystery. Yeah, you, tell, you tell us. <laughs> tell us in the comments. Tell us in the comments below. <laughs> uh, this was recorded at FBI Studios. Please like, subscribe and follow wherever you can and as much as you can. And Resh's, what's up?